Hebrews 12 from verse 28. If you actually read it from verse 18, you will realize that the Spirit of the Lord is talking about um, the children of Israel having been brought out of Egypt. He brought them to Mount Sinai to meet with them, to talk with them, to have fellowship with them, basically to get them ready, get them prepared for the journey ahead. He wanted them to be steady on their feet before going forward. So God brought them to Mount Sinai to talk with them. And um, when he invited them to come close to him to talk with them, as God was talking, the words that God spoke touched their heart. And they didn't want to hear the words of God because they were being convicted of their sin. So they were afraid and withdrew from God. And they said to Moses, you go and talk to God. Listen to him. Whatever he says, you come and talk to us. Whatever God says, we will do. Just tell us. So they didn't want to hear God directly. They sent Moses to go hear God. And when Moses reported back to them all the words of God, they said, we will do. Now Moses was away with God and they were on their own in the, you know, at the bottom of, of, of the mountain. As Moses was with God, talking with God, they were doing their own thing. And God looked down and said, Moses, the, the people that you brought out of Egypt, they have corrupted themselves. They have turned quickly away out of the way that I commanded them. They turned quickly out of the way that I commanded them. Why did they turn quickly? <laughs> Within a short time, they just received the commandment. They just received the grace. Actually, they did not receive the grace because they refused the word. When you refuse the word of God, you refuse grace. So they could not endure. They could not stay. They could not stay on the path. Even though they said it with their mouth, they couldn't do it because they did not hear it directly from God. You need to hear God directly, not what somebody says. Not what I say anyway. You can hear me, but you got to hear God. If you don't hear God, it's nothing. It won't become anything to you. It won't bless you. So the people were not able to continue. They did not have the grit. They did not have the strength. They did not have the stability. They did not have the steadiness to continue. They turned quickly out of the way. When Moses got down, he himself now prayed to God. You said, I have found grace in your sight. That's Exodus. I found Exodus chapter 33, I believe. Say, you said, I have found grace in your sight. If I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you, that I might find grace in your sight. And consider that these people are your people. So as Moses was praying for grace for himself, he was also praying for grace for them. Give me grace. You know that all these people are your people. Give me grace so that they may receive grace. Grace is supposed, it's meant to be shared. And Moses had a lot of grace. Grace is also a form of humility. Moses was considered to be the what? The most humble, the most meek of all men. He was very humble. He had a lot of grace. Why? Many, 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 many times, multiple times he was, he was abused. He was spoken against by the people. And in all of that, he did not get angry. Only once he got angry at the end of his, <laughs> of his journey. Only once. But multiple times, multiple times, they even wanted to stone him. 
They say all kinds of things. Why did you bring us out? Are you crazy? What, what happened? You want to kill all of us? And even when some serious judgments were given to some people that disobeyed, the people turned around and said, you killed them. They said, Moses killed them. God was the one that was responsible for that. He said, Moses killed them. They wanted to, you know, to stone him. But in all of that, Moses will fall down before God and pray for them. Moses had a lot of grace because he listened to the word of God. As you are listening to the word of God, you are receiving grace. The word of God gives grace to the humble, the one that submits to the word of God. So in this place, all of this I said to introduce Hebrews chapter 12, 28 to 29. Therefore, brethren, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Therefore, the apostle, the apostle, apostle Paul already spoke in the same chapter 12, talking about the children of Israel that they refused him, they refused God. So here he's saying, you don't refuse God. Don't refuse the word of God. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear. Now, this grace is a serving grace. It's a grace that serves. Here he's not even talking about the saving grace. Say, so because you have been saved, have grace to serve God. Therefore, brethren, since we have received, really, a kingdom which cannot be shaken. We have received a kingdom. We are not just receiving a kingdom, we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Actually, it means we have received, we are receiving, we shall receive. You are saved, you are being saved, you shall be saved. Amen. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken. If you have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, and you are in the kingdom which cannot be shaken, you cannot be shaken. You should not be shaken. Let us have grace to serve him. Even though the world is shaking, being shaken, even though the world is crumbling, I want to tell you that the world is not getting better. There's a lot of, you know, breakthroughs, uh, scientific breakthroughs and uh, medical science and all of that, technology and all of that. And you think that, wow, it's getting better. The world is not getting better. The world is getting worse. And it's not going to get better. Hmm, sorry. It's not looking brighter. It's looking darker. Therefore, since you have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, the kingdom that cannot be shaken is in you. You are in the kingdom that cannot be shaken. You cannot be shaken. You should not be shaken. If you are not going to be shaken, say, let us have grace to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire not to the people that are in his kingdom, that have his kingdom, and is in his kingdom. But the, God, the Lord is a consuming fire and is going to shake the world. He's shaking the world. While he's doing that, you will stand for him. You will not be perturbed. So the, though the world and the people are being shaken by the threats of global warming, coronavirus and its variants, Delta variant, Omicron and all of that. And I hope you know, I hope you know, I hope you have thought about it that really, it's not just two. It's several out there that they don't even know 
How many times we have heard that of you have actually noticed that they don't really know. The scripture says why they profess themselves to be wise. They became fools. And we're going to see a lot of that in these last days. Though the world and its people are being shaken by the threats of global warming, coronavirus and its variants, and the unexplainable signs on the earth, in the oceans and in the sky, as a citizen of heaven, you as a citizen of heaven, don't be shaken. Don't be shaken. And for you not to be shaken, you've got to have grace. Did you hear that? You've got to have the grit of grace. The grit of grace will keep you on the ground. The grit of grace will keep you steady. Amen. You are, it's not just for you to be saved. It's for you to have grace to serve God. Even though there is shaking. Coronavirus is not supposed to stop you from coming to church or from going to church. In the midst of the shaking, you serve God even better. You serve God more in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. I just want you to close your eyes and just think of what you have heard. Think of what you have heard. There is the saving grace. There is the serving grace. The sustaining grace. God has invested in you so much. God has invested so much in you and is committed to that investment. But you got to see it. You got to see that investment so that you will receive it. Hmm. Can you see the investment? I want to ask you that if today you are to stand before God, what would you tell him? How would you answer him when he says to you, when he asks you, did you receive my grace? What did you do with my grace? So, this afternoon, I want to ask you, have you received the grace of God? The saving grace. The grace that saves. The grace that saves you. The grace that saves you from sin. The grace that saves you. The grace that raises you up. Have you received that grace? If you have not received that grace, you need to receive that grace. If you want to receive that grace, I want to give you the, that opportunity today. I want you to pray after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I receive your word. Some people refuse your word. I receive your word. I receive your word into my heart. I believe your word. I accept your word. In the name of Jesus, revive me with your word. Lift me up with your word. Give me life with your word. In the name of Jesus, by your word, I stand. By your word, I move. In you I live, in you I move, in you I have my being. I am your creation, created unto good works in the name of Jesus. Do your good works in me. I receive your word. Let your word work in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you, Lord, for these ones, Lord, who have received your word today. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, set them on a new path. Set them on a new path. Set their feet on a new path in the name of Jesus. Let your lights shine upon their path to guide them, to lead them. Let them be perfected, established, strengthened, and settled in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.